You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 123. Hey friends, happy Monday. I hope you all are well. Thank you for tapping that play button and showing up here with me today. I do appreciate it so much. If you are new, I am so glad that you are here as we dive into the latest episode of season seven surrounding the theme that we've been talking about every week called Praise Him. It has been so incredible. And this is the final episode of this season. And it is a good one, folks. I want to thank each and every one of you who have taken time out of your day to listen and hear these conversations. It is awesome. We get to bring God glory in this unique way together. How sweet and special it really has been. There won't be any new episodes for a while as I take a much needed break as I do in between seasons. It is so important to replenish spiritually, mentally, physically, all the things after giving and serving. So I'm going to be doing just that and you're going to have to wait until I come back for new episodes. But it has been a blessing to me to share these powerful discussions with you here on the podcast. Before we jump into my chat with the incredible Kristen Sangari, aka Kristen Hicks, I have a podcast review I'd like to read to you. And we finally have our first voice memo, which I'm so excited. And I don't know why I said it like that, but I am obviously overjoyed. So here is the review. It was sent to me by an amazing person who would like to remain anonymous, which is totally cool. So if you guys don't want your name attached to your reviews, just let me know and no problem. The review says, your podcast has pulled me out of the darkest places many times before and made me feel like I wasn't alone hearing that others went through unspeakable things that I did. Oh, and also, thanks for introducing me to Eleni. She's my number one artist on Spotify. This, guys, this right here. Whenever somebody tries to question me about this podcast, or they water down what it really is. And yes, this does happen. The conversations that we are having here are letting people know that they are not alone. God is using all of us, not just me, but every single guest and all of you listeners to further his love and truth. And I'm so, so grateful. And of course, Eleni Young is super talented. She is amazing. I hope to have her back on again. So if you don't know who that is, Check her out on Spotify. She has a new song coming out very, very soon. You do not want to miss it. All right, now we have a voice memo from my Texas bestie, Allison Connors, who truly needs to move closer to me, like for real. Uh, she's been a guest here multiple times on the podcast. I love her so very much. And she shares her creativity and faith on Instagram, on Apostolic Letters. So go follow her there. And here is what she had to say. I love JC's podcast, and I love this season especially about praising Jesus because praise is a weapon, and so we are warriors as we praise Jesus. We are smacking the devil right in the head, bam, and it helps us get through anything that we're going through when we just focus on giving God the glory that he deserves gets our eyes off of our problems and magnifies the Lord the way that it needs to be. And so I love that JC's podcast is promoting that, that she's having people share um, from different walks of life and different testimonies about how praise has gotten them through all kinds of things. Um, that's what we need to focus on right now. And I thank JC for bringing that to the forefront. Thank you, Allison. You are so sweet, and I appreciate your words so, so much. I know we talk every single day, and I truly appreciate you, and thank you for leaving the first voice memo. All right, guys, so one last thing. I do want to remind you that even though I am taking a break from sharing new episodes, it doesn't mean that I'm not working behind the scenes on something else. So please leave positive reviews in iTunes or Apple Podcasts so that it will help the podcast get seen. And I would also encourage you, 
please, if you truly have been blessed by this podcast, DM me on Instagram at Hello Awesome Live so that I can share the love on here. So send me your reviews there, type them up. Let me know if you want them to be anonymous or not. And I would love more voice memos, which are super easy to do. All you have to do is when you are in your DMs, when you look at the message, you can record a voice message by just tapping on the microphone, hold it down, and you can record, I think, up to 60 seconds. Um, And so you might have to do that a couple of times if your message is long. Uh, And I encourage you to do it. I will save it. I will have it available here and share it in a future episode. So please do that. I cannot wait to hear from you. Okay, today's guest went viral in a short video clip a while ago that featured her incredibly anointed song. But the journey to make that song available for the masses was full of prayer and praise. Newlywed and worship leader Kristen Sangari and her song Already Done has graced the music charts in our hearts. She takes us behind the scenes, sharing how the Lord gave her the words and the internal struggle that she had to overcome to be the vessel that God had chosen her to be for such a time as this. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast Season 7. Enjoy this final episode of the Praise Him theme. Here we go. This is episode number 123 that I am calling Already Done with Kristen Sangari. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S and stock up for all your layering needs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm extremely excited, as always, to have guests on here, especially today. The lovely Kristen is here with us. Kristen Sangari, no longer Hicks, (laughs) but I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast again. You actually were on the podcast last year. I was looking at my notes. You were on episode 99. We talked about heaven and thinking about heaven. And that was just an awesome conversation that we had. So I can't wait to dive into what God's been doing in your music ministry so far. But I would love it if you could just reintroduce yourself and share with everybody who you are and what you do. My name is Kristen Singari. Yeah, I was formerly Kristen Hicks. So last year, um, when we did the podcast, I think it was in the middle of the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, we're still in it, but you know, we were home on quarantine and um, a lot has changed in my life since then. Um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in theology from Christian Life College in Stockton, California. And then all in the same month, I got married (laughs) uh, to Simon Sangari and he's from Florida. 
and we both graduated from CLC together. And since then, we've been living in Southern California. Um, we've been traveling, um, just doing ministry together, um, helping churches with their music. Um, Simon does a lot more than I do. He's into all the engineering and production, and he's a great musician. So a lot of places we go, he helps with that. And um, it's just been really awesome. This past year has brought on a lot of change, but it's been really awesome to see what God is doing um, in other churches in all parts of the country. So yeah, that's basically kind of an update. And that's what we do. We also, you know, we put out music, we write together, he produces and so a lot of the things, uh, a lot of the songs you hear, you know, has been from both of us, even if it just says my name on it, he has definitely put in hours and hours of work behind the scenes for the production or, you know, playing instruments. And so um, we just love that we're able to do that together. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. I have a dad who was in a band growing up and watching him like compose lyrics, but then write music to the lyrics. And it really is an art form. It's a skill and that you guys have that ability to like blend that together is amazing because it does take some time but if you're really really passionate about it it's like it doesn't feel like work sometimes and that really is a blessing so before we talk about the obvious song (laughs) that um that I know we were we were going to to talk about obviously I wanted to talk about you living as a married woman now I do want you to just talk a little bit about that and ask you know, how has it been so far having to adjust to that? It's been a lot of fun, honestly. Um, we we were best friends, you know, when we were dating and um, we, we dated for almost four years. So we had a lot of time to get to know each other and even going to college together. We spent a lot of time together. So a lot of people had interesting advice. <laughs> Or, you know, people warn you about the first year of marriage. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they said lots (laughs) of things. (laughs) Uh, The unsolicited advice. We love that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there was a lot of really great advice, too. But I think for us, we've just had so much fun. There have been hard times, of course. But I think we, we trust in each other and we trust in God. And we're very intentional about God being the center of our marriage and our relationship. And so um, we, we lean on each other and we lean on God. And I feel like that's what's helped us adjust to this new season. And we try to have fun with it. You know, we're, we're, we're yeah. I still feel like a kid, you know, or like we've only been married nine months. So we're still new to this. I'm sure there are more journeys and, and things to um, experience as time goes on, but so far it's been really great and, and we're, we're really happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Marriage is fun. I mean, it's obviously ridiculously hard, but it is so fun when you're truly married to your best friend because you have that friendship to always fall back on and that foundation. And that's, that's my unsolicited advice to anybody out there is um, look at your friend group. That might be your next husband. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, Oh, my gosh. So we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but what has been one of the most surprising things to you about marriage? Yeah, I think I made the joke to you earlier that I have to be organized for the both of us (laughs) (laughs) or just um, I mean, that that's like a funny one. But I I think what I said, tagging into what I, I just said is a lot of people like warned us about the first year of marriage and how people would even say, you know, we, we almost got a divorce in our first year of marriage and it's so hard. And I don't really know why people say that stuff, but um, not that I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm glad it wasn't, it hasn't been what they described. Right. Cause people do say it's the hardest, hardest thing is that first year of marriage. But to my surprise, I guess it's been, it's been, it's had challenges, but it hasn't been the worst, you know, it's been right. great. Yeah. I have to agree with you on that. I don't know why people say that. I mean, maybe because from their experience, they're speaking from their experience, but yeah. our first year was fun because we, we were just like, so stoked to have our own place together. 
and to decorate together and have ideas for our home together and, you know, go to church as a married couple together. That was so fun. Like the first couple of Sundays going, going to church when you're married, you're like, this is like official, official now. Right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely challenges. I know um, I'm going to share something briefly because uh, you shared about the organization, but our first probably big fight, we laugh about it now is how type A I was about using beach towels. <laughs> and he wanted to just use a towel that fit, you know, when he got out of the shower, just a big towel. And I said, those are beach towels. You're not supposed to use them when you get out of the bath. <laughs> He's like, it's a towel. And that is so, I mean, you know, 12 years now, we're like, who cares? <laughs> like, whatever fits, whatever works for you, it's a towel. But I remember being like so offended and mad. So there's like different things that you'll you'll probably have like silly things that really in the big scheme of the whole thing are not going to really matter. Right. And so that probably is is what people think, you know, of in the first year is just learning what to let go of and what to um, fight for. And yeah. usually what we want to fight for is not even worth it. Right. <laughs> like a towel. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you talked about, you know, really working together now. I mean, you've worked together for years, obviously, before, but now that you're married. So I did want to talk about that. Like, how has it been molding your ministries together since you've been married? Because I know that they have been similar, but you are two different people. So how has that been now? It's been really interesting and a really cool when we were in college, well, and even how we met, um, the story of how we met goes back to just um, us singing somewhere together, you know, singing songs, and, and he was playing the guitar. And so our relationship started like that. So it's cool to see how we went from there to, you know, then going to college. And we were both elected to be on the the music Senate for our college. And he was the president our last year, and I was the secretary and our friend. Dylan Woodward was the vice president of the, the music Senate. And so we had to work together and we basically ran the music for the college. So on that side, we had to work together and we had to be organized. And, you know, we learned how to run it, run the, run the, the music there and work with people. And I feel like that really prepared us for what we're doing now, because we're basically doing that now and, and that we're married. And so when we got married, and we started traveling to go help with um, music at different churches and stuff. Simon had to definitely get out of his comfort zone a little bit. He um, he'll sing and play like if he has a guitar in front of him, you know. And mm-hmm. so he's been having to lead worship more and without a guitar. And so for him, that's like he he likes to sing if he has a guitar. For me, I know how to play the guitar a little bit, but if it's in front of me, like I can't focus on both. So yeah. it's funny like our differences but he would rather be you know with the band or you know running sound and but lately he's been having to lead worship and so we'll lead worship together but it's really cool to see how God has been growing that side of his ministry Mm -hmm. and so we're able to do that together and so I feel like since we've gotten married it was like all the things we were good at before together now we're just growing on top of those things and having to get uncomfortable a little bit but God has just been stretching us and, and, and molding us. And so one thing that we always talk about is, you know, we're, we feel gifted and called to music, but at the same time, we know that, um, we want to be sensitive to whatever God wants to do in our lives. And if you ask Simon, what are you called to do? Even though he's gifted in music and, and all the things I mentioned before it, he'll say like, Oh, I'm called to be a servant. And, um, so he'll, you'll see him serving in any area, but for me, I know I, I feel called to be a vessel. So whatever I do, I just want God to just flow through that. And so however we minister, which is a scary thing too, because yes. um, you don't know what God's going to ask of you or, or require in, in a certain season of your life, but we just want to mm-hmm. be sensitive to whatever he's, he's asking and doing. So 
even more recently, like there have just been some things that um, we know that God has been calling us to do that have been out of our comfort zone. But the thing is now that we're married, we tackle it together. We, we approach it together and God is unified us for this season and for these um, particular situations. Like God has put us together to face them. Um, So we don't, we're not alone anymore. You know, like when we were dating, we were still working together, but now that we're married, we're unified. Um, So that's my long answer to your question. (laughs) No, that's, that's great. Because at the end of the day, you guys come home together And, you know, if you're having a rough day, it's nice to have somebody who understands why and also, you know, is 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 learning how to understand how you cope with things, how he cope with things. But together, if you just have it in your mind that we're a team now, like this is so so we're going to work through this together. That's going to get you through so many things up the road. And I know that's something that my husband and I have done, too, um, especially like when you have kids now, they'll try asking one parent one thing and then the other parent another thing. And I'm like, me me and daddy are a team. So, you know, and we don't always agree, (laughs) but we try and we try and, you know, kind of have each other's back in in most of the, the things. But it is true. You know, God's going to bring us out of our comfort zone when we're in new seasons, especially when we are, you know, married. And it's really, truly to be a servant, you know, like you said, Simon said, um, Simon says, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because that's really what it is. We're supposed to like serve one another, love one another. Um, And part of that is truly being sensitive to God, how to work together, but also, you know, what your needs are, what his needs are. So, yeah, you talked about, you know, the college. I think the last time we talked you had just performed already done at the college and I think that like I don't know it was very minute clip of you singing like blew up and people wanted to know what was that song all about the song asking you questions and you're like I just did it for the school you know at that point right (laughs) and uh but now you have officially released the song to the public. And I saw that it reached the charts and it's been incredibly crazy. So how wild has that been for you now? Oh my goodness. I feel like when, when it finally came out, we had just been anticipating it and working on it for so long. It just didn't feel real anymore. It was just so crazy. And then to see the testimonies coming back and, and how it's been reaching people, it just, it just reminds me again, how faithful God really is and how he can make something so small become something incredible. And, um, it wasn't just me. Like, I felt like this isn't just my song, you know, like we all worked on this together. Like there were so many people who were messaging me and reaching out and, and it's more than just a song at this point, you know, like there are so many people who are sending me testimonies and I'm just weeping and, and it just leads me to prayer again, all over again. So it's just crazy what God has done with, with, like you said, it was like a 20 second clip, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and all from that, you know, this is, this is what's happened. And there's even more songs coming on the way and, and there's more things to work on, but I've just been so grateful and just really humbled at what, what God has done. And, um, he, he gets all the credit. I, you know, I, like I said, like, I'm just the vessel. Yeah. So it's just been really, really cool. And again, it just doesn't feel real. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is really, uh, it, it's, it is crazy. And I think what's so awesome about God is as long as somebody is will, willing to do it, as long as somebody is willing to be that vessel, um, then we're going to keep hearing testimonies. He's going to still perform these amazing miracles through people. And he's really bringing healing to people you've never even met. And that really is such a God thing. And so he sees your faithfulness and your faith and your, you know, perseverance in the things that please him. And, you know, he really has placed a special anointing on you because he sees that you are willing to give him all the credit and God truly just wants all the glory because he wants people to know who he is. And yeah. I think that's the beauty of the song is 
you know, the lyrics that are written, um, it, it really highlights just how awesome he is, how loving he is, how merciful he is. And no matter what we're going through, even if we haven't seen promises to pass or we're still waiting for those prayers to be answered, that doesn't change his identity and right. who he is. And I, that's what I got from the song. Um, but I'd love to know if we could go back to the beginning. You know, every song has a has a genesis. And uh, I'd love for you to just share with us the journey of how it came to you, the beginning of Already Done. Yeah, so I I think it was spring break or some some break where I was in Florida visiting with Simon's family and, and his church. And his mom is just such a special woman and she's always teaching me something new. She's a prayer warrior and, and just always interceding for us. And she's taught me a lot just by knowing her. And I'm so grateful for her in my life. And um, we were talking and she was just sharing with me about um, a situation in their family, you know, that she'd been praying for, for a long time. And she's telling me this. And then she says, but you know what? I don't worry. And I don't beg God because I know that, um, like, and, and I, I know that he's already working on it and I don't have to worry about it. It's in his hands. So I'll, all I do is I just worship God because when I worship it's, it's proclaiming in faith that, you know, he's already handling it. And, um, for me, like I, I was also praying about a few things within my family and, I got so convicted because I had been approaching God in this way that was like, God, I need this. And why aren't you here? And kind of blaming him, but like praying as if he didn't already know what I needed. Yeah. And I think that conversation with her completely changed my outlook on prayer. And instead of praying our wish list or our needs and he knows the desires of our heart. He knows everything. And we forget that, I think. And then also, if it's not done in our timing, or we think we've been praying about it for too long, then we start to blame God, or it's yeah. his fault that it's not working out. And so what the situation that she was going through, to have that sort of faith to pray in that way, really convicted and also inspired me. And so the song actually came from a, a change in the way that I prayed. And I came home and I just started praying and I just said, I would worship God. And I said, thank you, God. I know you're working on it. Like, I believe this. And I, I changed my outlook. And not only did that change the way I prayed and the way I approached God, but I also felt like I had a more positive outlook on the situation rather than this, like, really negative, like I'm in the depths of despair, you know, that yeah. mentality. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was sitting, uh, I was praying and I was actually sitting at the piano at my parents' house. And all of a sudden the, the melody from the chorus and the, the piano, like everything just came all at once. And I just started singing it. And it was one of those times where I just had to grab my phone and click record because I, I didn't want to forget what I was singing. And, it wasn't like I had to sit and come up with lyrics that rhymed with each other or whatever, but it was literally just flowing out from this place of prayer. And um, I've mentioned it before, but that was the first time I understood the difference between a song that is God given and a song that is God inspired. Mm. And now I can say that I have I've written both types of songs and there's nothing wrong with a song being God inspired, but there's something so special about a song that is just God given. So I had that chorus. I will pray for a miracle. I believe in your word. I will worship like it's already done. I'll pray for the prodigal. I believe they'll return. I will worship like it's already done. And um, I, I actually posted that clip and that was in May of 2020 and I put it out there and the timing was all off. Like it wasn't the best thing, but I just, even, even that moment, I felt an urgency to share it. And um, for me, that's out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't like to do that type of stuff. Like I'm not this like, Oh, look at me type, you know, <laughs> I genuinely was like, God, I, 
I feel like, you know, this is for someone who needs to hear it. And um, again, like that chorus would come back and I wouldn't be able to finish the rest of the song. I, I would try to add lyrics or a melody and it just wasn't working. Like I knew, I knew that it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then later in that summer, I was doing an internship at the college and um, it was on campus because of COVID. So um, while I was there, I ended up contracting the virus, COVID virus. And so I had to quarantine in my dorm and I was the only person um, in my dorm. So I was alone and I couldn't come home because my parents hadn't contracted it yet. So we didn't want to bring it to them. And so mm-hmm. I stayed in my dorm and um, after I was done being sick for that four days, it was just me and God. So <laughs> I, I just spent a lot of time praying. And again, there was this particular situation going on in my family that um, I would just pray about. And and God reminded me, you know, worship in faith, like like it's already done. And that chorus came back. And then in that same moment, it was like the same ha- the same way as it happened before, where I had, I couldn't even like write the words down fast enough because they were just flowing, flowing. And I didn't even have a piano in my dorm at that point. I just recorded the whole song, like the way you hear it now, the melody and the lyrics, I just recorded it into my voice memos. And I didn't, I didn't even really, like I said, like, I don't play the guitar that well. So like, I couldn't even really figure out how to match it. It was just coming out completely. And so um, when I finished my quarantine, I, I went to a piano and I tried to like add it in in the chords and everything. And, um, it was just so crazy. Like that had never happened to me before. And I knew, I didn't really know what God was trying to do with the song. I didn't know if it was just for me. And, um, so as time went on, you know, we, we sang it for, for the college, they, they had our corral, our, our corral team do it. And, um, even that day, like, I think the story is so funny because like, if you, if you know me or went to school with me, like I'm not on time and I, I need to get better. But for this case, like I had to be at the practice, you know, it's like right after class. So I remember looking at my roommate, I think my hair was like this and like a ponytail yeah. and my clothes were like pretty wrinkled, but I asked my roommate, I was like, look, is it that bad where I need to steam this? And she was like, I mean, it's wrinkled, but like, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> So I went to chapel and they asked if they could share the video and they posted it. And then my wrinkly outfit is what made it <laughs> everywhere on the internet. And, and, um, but anyways, like that service was so powerful. And, um, after that happened and they posted it, I was like, not prepared for that at all. Like mm-hmm. it went everywhere. People were posting it everywhere. I was getting roasted on Twitter for like, people oh were saying, gosh. Yeah, like people, someone posted it, and I think it's so funny. But people were sending me screenshots because I don't even have Twitter. Yeah. But people were sending me screenshots, and and people were like, "Okay, um, little house on the prairie goes gospel no. or something." <laughs> yeah, and then they were saying that I looked like this, uh, some other girl. And anyway, so it was just so funny. Like <laughs> they were really coming for me, but it was just so weird. Anyways, so. that was kind of how it happened and then even in that moment like it definitely got millions of streams you know cross platform and it was just that little clip and the crazy thing is the clip that went viral I sing this ad lib I'm gonna worship you like every prayer has been answered that wasn't something I had ever written down that was like a off the cuff like ad lib that I did at that chapel service that I ended up using you know when I recorded it but it was just so crazy because God was in it from the very beginning and, and he knew what he was doing with the song. And I, I had no clue. I still have no clue. I'm like, God, okay, whatever you're doing. I, you know, and, and even after it released, people were like, where is this? Why can't I find it? Who mm-hmm. is this? Like, where is the song? Can you post the full video? And we didn't have the full video. So it was just like, okay what do I do? What do I do? And so I, I called, you know, Simon was really helpful. And then our mentor and friend, his name is Kevin Daniel. He's, he's been like super amazing through this whole process. And, um, I was like, I cannot afford to 
do this. Like it's, it's really expensive to have a recording and to pay every, like, it's just, I don't think yeah. people realize how much money goes into this sort of thing. And I'm like, I'm trying to graduate, trying to pay my school bill, you know, <laughs> how am I going to do this? And even in that moment of doubt, God spoke to me and was like, I already, ga- I already gave you all the people that you need to raise money for this. It's like, that's the only reason why it went that far, why wow. so many people saw it. And so I was yeah. so nervous and I was like, I'm not going to ask people for money. And then I'm like, Hey guys, my GoFundMe is live, you know, let's donate and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But even in that, like it was out of my comfort zone and, you know, it was very difficult for me to do that, but mm-hmm. people just started sewing and sewing. And I remember getting the first like $9 or $30. And I was just crying. I was like, God, even if it's just $30, like that's something, you know, mm-hmm. people were donating like $1,300, $1,000, like things I can never repay, you know, yeah. but, yeah. but God, this was God's project and he allowed this to happen. And so we were able to raise almost 13 grand and pay for everything. And so I know it's been like a long journey since then. And and that's basically the long version of how it happened and why we ended up doing it that way. But um, all to say God's hand was over it the entire time. Mm -hmm. And um, even since then, I feel like what inspired me to change, you know, the way I prayed, which caused the song to be written that was like one season of my life and then I know we were talking you know the other day just another difficult situation happened in our family and I was feeling like God I can't I feel like a hypocrite with this song I can't put this out I don't feel this way like I'm I'm trying to pray and, and you know how you have days where you're like God I believe this like you're gonna do it I have faith and then there's other days where you don't even want to hear one person tell you like, God's got this, like, just keep praying. Like mm-hmm. you don't even want to hear anyone say that. Cause you're just like, yeah, you're just consumed by, by this issue or the situation that's in front of you. And, um, I was having my pity party one day and, and this thing was just so crazy. And I just, I would try to believe for God, like that God was going to do it. And I knew that he was like, I know this in the back of my mind, but then in reality, I was so broken and I just could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was honestly just crying. I wasn't even praying. I was just weeping. I was like kind of being angry with God. And I would be kind of just all my doubts. I I was just thinking over them and just Mm -hmm. God, like you're not, you don't even hear me just letting the enemy lie. You know, I was just letting him lie to me. And I was just being angry with God and I wasn't even praying, but for every doubt that I had in my mind, God would, would give me like a rebuttal. Like, no, I'm still here. Like, and I wasn't even praying, but he was just there and reminding me and canceling out every doubt that I had. And then when it came back to the song, I'm like, God, I'm supposed to put this out and I can't go and sing this and be like, I believe that God can heal you. And yet I'm sitting in front of this situation where I have no idea how it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, God checked me in that moment and was like, I gave this song to you for this season. Like, even if you don't believe this right now, I'm still working on it. And even if you don't see it right now, like I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And I was just, again, I was like, God, I'm such a brat, you know, like, oh, like I, I, the song became something that God was trying to tell me in that sense. And it went from like a way that I changed my prayers to like, even in the moments where I genuinely can't even like lift up my head and say, God, I believe in you. He's still working on it. And he's still there waiting for us again, surrender to him in worship. I know this was a long explanation, but like for me in different seasons, since I've written it, it's meant different things to me. And so in Mm -hmm. that, when I released the song, I feel like not only when I wrote it, was it coming from a place of prayer? But then when it was released, it was coming out of a place of experience. And also like, I had to make myself hold on to the lyrics because I didn't believe them for myself, but it was what God was trying to tell me. For me now, the song is just, it's just completely changed the way I prayed and the way that I view God and that I approach God in that. Even if 
we're struggling and we can't see it, like he's still faithful. And like you said earlier, his identity doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't matter if we stop praying or, you know, we get discouraged. His identity is the same and he does care and he does hear us when we pray, even if we don't feel like he does, or we don't see the changes happening. He is there. And um, that's basically what I learned that whole season. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing mm-hmm. from it. But that's basically the the gist of it. And and yeah, sorry, that was a, a very long explanation. But I knew it was going I knew it was going to be detailed because that's why I put that in the notes <laughs> that we're gonna yeah. spend some time because I knew that there was gonna be, you know, just some some things you'd like to share. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that with us because I think it's going to resonate with a lot of listeners. We had talked about your song was released, you know, and I, and I obviously I I loved it. I was so excited about it. And I was really listening to the song with like hope and excitement in the beginning. And then shortly after I had something, I think I had texted you or messaged you or something And it was just like a small little like issue, but it still made a big impact on me one day. And it really felt like I really felt hopeless in that moment um, because there are definitely situations in life where you could be doing all the right things and still something wrong happens to you or around you or at you or towards you. And it really throws you off because you're not trying to be self-righteous or anything. You're just saying, God, I've really, I'm trying to do the best that I can. And, you know, I'm still getting like these issues thrown my way or something keeps happening where I have to face like maybe a past sin that I did that I know he's forgiven me for. So that part of that song um, really spoke to me. So I hadn't listened to that song, I think for like a week or so. And then that happened to me. And the next day, I think I listened to it like a dozen times and I was just weeping in a different way. You know, I started off listening to that song, like rejoicing and being hopeful, but then it really did change like the way that I had prayed about this specific situation. And I was truly just humbled and uh, asked the Lord, you know, for real repentance and, you know, maybe there is something in me that I need to, you know, like show me God and really like, you know, whatever we pray and, and having that hope and that confidence in him rather than in myself. And that was just a huge turning point for, for me. And so, and so I think we're gonna, we're gonna hear a lot of people. And I know you've said already, like the different testimonies and the different layers that you're like, God, if I, if I tried to do that on my own, like preach this message at a conference on my own, it's not going to do the same. Like this song hits different because it was God given, like you said. And I love that you said that um, because I think it, it truly is. And I think that's why even just like a 20 second clip caught people's attention because they caught a glimpse of what God was doing and what God wanted to do. So I would love if you could just take some time to speak to somebody right now who maybe is waiting on a promise or waiting on that prayer to be answered and they're starting to get discouraged. What would you say to that person? I would say, you know, I've I've been in the place where you cannot see the positive outcome and all you can see is what's around you and, and the pieces, the broken pieces around you and and it's hard to be encouraged. And the thing is, like, we want to be, we want to feel like God, we have faith and we believe it. But there's some days where we just can't get out of bed or, you know, where we're just so depressed and discouraged. And those are the moments that make or break us, honestly. Those are the moments where if God doesn't step in or if we don't change our mindset, the enemy can just overtake our minds with lies. and. I think what I would say to that person is once those lies start getting in your mind, you have to rebuke them in Jesus name, because when you're in that place, you're so susceptible and vulnerable to anything. 
And I think that's why, you know, the enemy uses that to, to speak doubt and to feed us lies because it, it discourages us from believing in what God is doing. And for me, God stepped into that moment for me. And when I was weeping and and discouraged and, and I couldn't see the way out, he was basically countering every doubt I had every, every thought that I had, he would rebuke it for me. It was like, even though I didn't have the strength to do it for myself, he would come in. And, and I think a lot of times when we're in that place, you know, we, we can't, we don't have the strength to do it on our own, but the important thing to remember is that we were never meant to do it on our own. We need God and we need to rely on him. And if you're in that place right now, I would just say, begin to rebuke the lies of the enemy and strengthen yourself with the word of the Lord. When you don't even have the strength to pray or the desire to pray or the desire to read your Bible, like just what I do is and when I feel that way, I just put on some scriptures like on an audio book and I just play them so I can hear them. Even if I don't feel like it, you have to make yourself do it or else you will be overcome by the lies of the enemy and the pit of darkness that he can take you to in your mind you don't want to get to that place. But if you're in that place, there's no depth that God can't reach. And there's nothing that God won't do to get you out of that place. But sometimes what I was saying before, it 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 means that we have to change the way that we pray and the way that we approach God. And honestly, we have to just be, we have to be open with God. Mm-hmm. We can't be closed. God wants to help us. He wants to you know, we may be praying for something and we may be saying, God, like, why aren't you doing this? But, but have you opened up your heart to him? Have you surrendered fully to him? Have you really given things to him that he's been asking of you? Because if we build up walls, we could even pray and ask God. And, but if we have built up walls, God, we will limit God and what he's able to do. So, I mean, all I can really say is I challenge you to just be completely open with God. And I think a lot of times too, we think when we pray, we have to use fancy words and, and, you know, make it this big thing. And honestly, he just wants us to just sit and, and say, you know, God, I, I really don't know where you're at right now. I, I need something and just talk like he's sitting there with you. We forget that he wants to be our friend and he's our father and he wants to be there for us but we close him out. And then we use these big words and we pray in a way that it's not, it's not from us. It's from this facade that we've put on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I encourage you, you know, if you're in a place where you've been waiting on a promise or you've been waiting for something to get answered and you just feel depressed or discouraged, just remove the walls and the barriers that you put up between you and God and just have a conversation with him as if he was sitting right next to you and just talk to him like you would talk to anyone else. And I promise you, like the moments where I've done that and I've just removed all the walls in my heart and all the things that, you know, we, we do as Christians or even as apostolics, the way that we pray, like just remove all of that and just come to God as you, mm-hmm. what you're going through in your situation. And you'll have a breakthrough. God will move in your room. It doesn't matter where you are you will begin to feel the presence of God and whatever you've been struggling with, he will allow you to break through that because you were open with him and you were sensitive to what he was doing and vulnerable to receiving what he has for you. I think a lot of times that's the main issue is Mm -hmm. we're not willing to be open with God. And so that's all I can really say about that because every situation is different. It's not going to be the same for you as it is for me or for someone else and some, you know, the other person. But when we all just come before God as us and just talk as if he's sitting right there, he's our friend. There's so much that God can do with that because it goes back to the one thing that he's required of us. And that's relationship. It's relational. Yeah, that's so good. I think, like you said, we have to just really focus on that relationship. That's what it's really about. And he doesn't care about our fancy words and he doesn't really care about if you even know specifically what you're praying for, uh, yeah. because he sees our hearts, you know, the, the, the word said he searches, our, you know, the hearts and, um, 
And so he already knows what you're dealing with. And so trying to have all this like fancy language and, you know, the right cadence or whatever, when you're praying, it's just kind of all unnecessary. And we really are just doing it for us. Right. Um, Because God just requires us to be honest. I love that. Well, so the theme of this season is praise him, which obviously is perfect that God opened the door for us to really chat again in this moment. And so I would love to know, what are you praising God for today? I think today I'm praising God because he's been really faithful. And even in moments where I've been discouraged, encouraged, you know, in all the ways in between, he's faithful. And I'm praising God because there have been some things that we've been praying about and um, we've been, you know, kind of scared or just timid about it. But he has just opened all the doors for us and he's making things very clear. And so I'm just praising God for that today and in his faithfulness. So, well, I am excited for you and for Simon and for your future. I'm, I'm encouraged and I'm excited to see what God is going to do. And obviously I really enjoy talking to you and it is weird. You said, I can't believe we didn't meet. We haven't met yet in real life because it does feel like we've <laughs> known each other. In real um, life. <laughs> IRL. <laughs> but I I truly I truly do love your hearts. I love, you know, just your just your zeal for for being that vessel and for, you know, allowing God to use you and thank you for obeying the Lord and yielding to the calling that he's had on your life. It's truly um it truly is making a difference. And through your obedience, people are being blessed and they're seeing Jesus in a different way. And I know that that's just a beautiful thing for us to witness. And so um, I know he's just going to do greater things. And so uh, if you could just let everybody know where they can purchase your music, listen, find you online, all the things. Yeah, I just want to say thank you again, JC, for having me on and um, just having this space available. I know it's ministered to me, your podcast and and it's a place, you know, where people can find hope and, and hear encouraging stories and um, people's perspectives. And so I just wanted to thank you for having me on again. It's always an awesome time talking with you. And for those of you who are interested in listening to the song, it's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. There's a video out as well. Um, you'll just have to search under Kristen Sangari, and the song is called Already Done. And I hope that it ministers to you. And I hope that this conversation has been a blessing to all those who have listened. Well, thank you, Kristen, for your time. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive? I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.